Women have the power to transform this world. We can end crime and violence if we all agree to do one thing. Share. Let's share our wisdom, share our time, share our talents, share our finances, but most of all, let's share our love. This is The Female Solution. Join me, Naima Latif, every morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, as we bring you stimulating discussions about the issues affecting our lives. If you're listening online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution, press the blue button that says follow and get our daily topics every morning directly to your email and your smartphone. Hi, I'm Naima Latif. Executive producer of the Female Solution Radio Show. We invite you to call in 515-605-9325 and participate in this daily think tank as we examine the challenges we face and develop solutions that restore peace and harmony. We are global transformers, changing the world from the way it is to the way it should be. We are one. Wherever we live on this earth, we are one human family. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to extend a greeting to all the members of our family, whenever and wherever you may be listening around the world. To our family in China, Ni Hao. In India, Namaste. In Japan, Konnichiwa. In Korea, Anahatao. In Russia, Zrastutje. In Germany, Guten Tag. In Poland, Dzień Dobry. In France, bonjour. In Spain, hola. In Italy, ciao. In Egypt, athen wasalan. In Ghana, akwaba. In Nigeria, peleo. In South Africa, saobona. In Senegal, nangade. In Kenya, jambo. In Israel, shalom. In Pakistan, Afghanistan, and Saudi Arabia, assalamu alaikum. Greetings, and may peace be upon you all. Is Monday morning a struggle to get out of bed, into the swing of things? Well, don't worry, you are not alone. Join us for thought-provoking, stimulating, and mindful conversations on higher learning with Zelda Speaks for your Monday morning mindfulness session on Blog Talk Radio, The Female Solution, Mondays, 7.30 until 9 a.m. Be sure and send your ideas, thoughts, comments, and suggestions. Also, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, visit zeldaspeaks.com and send us your info. We'd love to have you. Experience mindfulness moments with the mindfulness-slash-stress relief coach, Zelda Speaks. And thanks for sharing the mindfulness moment tip of the day. Stay on purpose, stay empowered, and stay tuned to your next session of Mindfulness on Higher Learning with Zelda Speaks. Make it a mindful day. And thanks for listening. Thank you so much for joining me this morning. I'm your host, Zelda Speaks. Welcome to Monday Morning Mindfulness. It's the place where we come for a stretch, early 
in the morning. It is Monday, June 12th. Thank you so much for joining me here today on The Female Solution and the Higher Learning Network TV show, which airs Tuesdays at 6, Wednesdays at 1 on Channel 19 and 24-7 on our YouTube channel, Higher Learning TV show, and all our social media channels as well. Happy birthday, birthday, born day. If you're celebrating a birthday, we're celebrating it with you. Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. And also let us keep in mind those who are the sick, the shut-in, those who need prayer, those who uh, have just given up hope, the non-believers. we got to pray them back into believing because with the power of the imagination, anything is possible. But we haven't been trained how to do that. So that's what a part of this show is. That's what the female solution is. So thank you for joining us. Today's topic is why are so many people visiting and moving to China? Especially the young people. Well, that's the topic of a discussion today with businesswoman and leader in the community, Zoe Ma. So be sure and tune in. She'll be joining us at the 7.30 break. But before we do that, we want to give you a traffic and weather update today, which is sponsored by ITEX. If you are an entrepreneur or a business owner in need of anything, Anything you can think of from the big box stores to shopping for your family, cars, boats, travel, anything you can think of, it's available at iTex. And Karen Kelly is the person to contact. And when you contact her, be sure and tell her that Zelda Speaks sent you because you can get an automatic $100 to go shopping just like that. Now, how cool is that? Okay, so you can do that. As we take a look at the traffic, and just know that it is crazy outside this morning. Okay, we hear y'all. We hear you. Okay, we hear you. We're moving. Uh, mostly sunny and not as chilly today. Good. It was cold yesterday. Some uh, afternoon cloud, 72 high today with a mixture of cloud and sun. Thank God for the sun because I didn't see any yesterday. Uh, down to showers tonight, low in the 80s. Wednesday, Thursday, good Friday. Yes, it's in the 70s tomorrow, but it won't be like it was yesterday. Woo! Uh, Metro and CTA, no reported delays, but we, we take a look at the expressways. That's a whole nother show. That's why you want to leave out early in the morning. It is almost an hour. It is an hour. Inbound on the Kennedy, 35 on the reverse. Uh, expect delays at Cumberland. Inbound on the Eaton, just 28 minutes in and 21 out. On the Eisenhower, it is heavy in both directions, 45 minutes inbound and 35 outbound, uh, heavy at Harlem Avenue. On the Stevenson, 45 in, 23 out. On the Dan Ryan, 15 minutes in, slow from 35th to the loop and 12 minutes on the reverse. On the Bishop Ford, it's 11 minutes in, 10 on the reverse. And Dusable Lakeshore Drive, it's 10 minutes in inbound and 11 minutes outbound. And that's your traffic and weather sponsored by Karen Kelly of iTakes.com. So even even if you're on the train this morning, uh, allow yourself some extra time because there's just always something to slow you down. How about that? And that is basically it. Well, <coughs> excuse me. It is now time for our Monday morning mindfulness meditation. 
and it is from Mike House, who is always sending us something inspirational. And this is called Proving Ground, June 12, 2023. In our USBL statements, that's the United Foundation, Universal Foundation for Better Living, statements of what we believe statement, number four is we believe that our experiences are the reflections of our beliefs and therefore the key to happy and successful living is right thinking followed by right action. The four experiences are the reflections of our beliefs has recently come up come to challenge what I thought I believed about my knowledge and the use of principles of truth that I espouse both in the classroom and as a contributing writer and editorial team coordinator of this inspirational booklet. He says, my life is my greatest proving ground. The law is that I will prove the truth of these principles or continue to repeat or have similar challenges until I get the blessing in the lesson it came to teach me. I must not only know the truth intellectually, but it is my right use of the truth in my everyday living that sets me free. I can study and memorize laws and affirmations, but unless I use them, they serve no purpose. As like having a refrigerator full of food and not cooking and eating it and complaining that I am hungry. My life is my proving ground. Now, it is required that these, that those who have been given a trust must prove faithful. And that's from Corinthians 4 and 2. And that's your inspirational conversations with Mike House. That is available every Monday morning. And if you are someone who's been sitting in the house like we all have been, and chances are uh, you've been overeating, I'll just say that. You've been eating just a little extra. Well, sometimes that extra can get you in trouble, because if you're anything like most of us, then you know that overeating is just a habit, and it's just a bad habit that we all have, and um, at some point it catches us, catches up with us. And many of us are diabetics and don't even know it, so I strongly advise you to go to um, diabeticdonut.com and check that out. And download the free ebook on how I reverse type 2 diabetes. If I can do it, anybody can do it. Because, baby, I was the sweet potato, German chocolate cake, pound cake. And the lunch school cookies, I could just, I, I didn't need food. I just eat junk. And as a result, I became a diabetic. Mm-hmm. That's why you see me drinking this drink every morning and my tea. Apple, beet, cucumber, lemon, ginger, kale, turmeric, and something else. There's seven of them. Apple, beet, cucumber, lemon, ginger, kale, turmeric. Seven. There's seven. And it's free. Don't want anything from you. Just want you to go to DiabeticDonut.com, download that, and share it with somebody. There you now and advance it. Doesn't taste good. It's not about taste at this point. At this point, it's about saving your life, 
saving your limbs. Because when you're a diabetic, the first thing you want to do is cut something off. Because that's what they've been trained to do. So don't be mad at them. They're just doing as they were instructed. But you do your due diligence and find out alternatives to what you can do to save your limbs. They want to cut off my sister's limbs. She was a diabetic. She was like, mm-mm, I drank myself to death before I let you cut anything off. And that's exactly what she did. Found her dead with a fit of gin. Can't do it, people. We don't know nothing about our health because... They don't teach it anymore, and we have no excuse because the Internet is here. So anything you need to know, it's available. So that's all you have to do is just take the time and do the thing that you know to do and do the research and find out what you need to know about your body. It's that simple. All right, right about now it is time for your Monday morning mindfulness meditation. Yep. 
but in the left. Take a look at each and every organ in your body through your mind's eye, giving thanks, beginning with the brain that sends directions to all of the other organs and tendons, tendons and ligaments and muscles, fibers, tissues and cells. We give thanks as we breathe in. Giving thanks for the heart. Giving thanks for the liver giving thanks for the spleen and the spine and the pancreas and the systems of digestion, assimilation, and elimination. You know, some of y'all are constipated. I ain't want to gossip, but you ain't here to hear. You need to get some Nopalina, Nopal. As we inhale... And give thanks for each and every organ in our bodies that is working perfectly this morning. And when we get up, we can walk. When we get up, we can move. You know, sometimes as seniors, we have to talk to our bodies. Because I know I have to talk to my news. Okay, y'all, I'm getting ready to get up, so y'all need to get up with me, okay? So, it's okay to talk to them. They hear you. As we give thanks for this day, we know that we are in the right place at the right time, and we give thanks for those who come to upset us at times because they are simply a lesson for us to learn to simply what? Breathe in and to breathe out. And that is your Monday morning mindful deep breathing meditation. And why do we breathe so deep? Why can't we just, like we usually do? Because this is a learned behavior that can help you de-stress at a moment's notice. You see, deep breathing expands the lungs, and that's why I tell you to make sure your chest is rising, because it triggers the receptors in the brain, and one of those receptors is the happiness gene. So you wonder why you're walking around all happy all day. That's why, because you triggered it with your breathing. So that is your Monday morning mindfulness. Be sure and share it with someone because we're all stressed out. Everybody's acting all crazy. So when you start, when crazy people come into your life, you simply start breathing. You look at them and go, and they're going to think you're crazy. They'll probably back away. And then if you've got a little garlic or a little onion on your breath, <laughs> blow it out. I promise you they'll back up. And that is your Monday morning mindfulness meditation. Be sure and share it. And for more information, um, I should say uh, more tidbits of information, you can go to my YouTube page, uh, Zelda Speaks, or Zelda Speaks to You, either one of them. But right now, I want to tell you about a, a mission that I'm on that is 
touching my heart has touched the hearts of so many other people. And you have touched my heart just by being a part of my journey. And a part of my journey is right here on our Instagram page, Higher Learning Network. Actually, it's hln.homeless.project. And as you scroll through it, and I know I put something up there, just don't know. Oh, there it is. Okay. So there's lots of information there on the homeless. And this is the last one, uh, last delivery made Thursday. And you can see they were very happy to get. short delivery. Every week we have a big, every other week we have a big delivery. That's part of my Thankful Thursday spiel, and I just want to thank you, Chicago, and from all over the world, the people that are sending in donations for, they, they needed chairs. And they need water this week. And they always need something, especially food. And I go there, we go there, the Higher Learning Network team, we go there every Thursday. That's what we call it, Thankful Thursday, because I've been volunteering at a food pantry for the last 32, three years. And they allow me to come in and pack them boxes and take some food. And it's a blessing to be a blessing to someone else. And I want to thank you for being a blessing this morning on the Higher Learning Network. If you would like to uh, make a contribution uh, you can do so, and let me pull that up there. There's our uh, Cash App in- information. Uh, cash App, for those who are on Switchboard who can't see, Cash App is the dollar sign, Zelda Speaks in the number two. Venmo is Higher Learning Network NFP. Zelle, uh, Zelda Speaks at Gmail. And PayPal, Higher Learning NW at Yahoo.com. So I just wanted to share that with you. And I also want to share with you uh, some of the things that you can uh, benefit from by being uh, a higher learning network uh, contributor because we, excuse me, we have T-shirts for your donations if you would like to. Oh, let me pull that up so you can see it there. It is the our home uh, website, Higher Learning. TV show. I'm sorry, higherlearningnetwork.org. I think I need to go to Outreach to the Homeless. You click on Outreach to the Homeless, and this is what pops up. And there are a computer's a little slow this morning, slowly but surely it is coming up. Anyway, we have these um, information that is here available for you. So I we just did the uh, first homeless gala, benefit gala, with the uh, Obliging Care Network, and all of that information is there, so go and check it out. And be sure and share that information with someone because somebody somewhere is in need. And when you are in need, sometimes you're not thinking straight, and you might say some, some things or uh, 
do some things that are, that are out of order, so forgive yourself uh, for doing that. And now I just want to pull up so you can see uh, the T-shirts that are available. Oh, tax-deductible uh, donations uh, um, for these T-shirts. And this is what came to me in my quiet time, and I'm sharing it with you. That's what this T-shirt looks like. This is my, my favorite. Meditate to activate. That is what we do this morning on every Monday morning mindfulness. We meditate in order to strengthen ourselves and to, as Dr. Maya Angelou would say, before you face the day, face the God spirit that is within you. And this is what we're doing to empower you. Uh, meditate to activate. And this is another one, which is inhale wealth and exhale and one more. Uh, this one is inhale faith and exhale fear. One of my favorites. So uh, that is our cash app and Zelle and all that information. And if you need to call me during the week, you can do so at five one five six zero. Oh no, nope, that's the phone number here. Uh, three one two four zero nine six six one nine. Or you can email me Zelda dot the female solution dot gmail.com and that was your morning Monday morning mindfulness meditation and it is now time for our first break and when we come back we will be joined by Zoe Ma international businesswoman who you will be glad that you tuned in so stay close and we'll be right back and thank you Do you want to live in a world without war? Join our global peace movement. Heavenly Culture World Peace Restoration of Light transcends culture, religion, ideology, and other boundaries to achieve peaceful harmony in the global society. HWPL is committed to bringing world peace and cessation of war through peaceful dialogue between religious groups. I am Director Shinsuk Kim of the HWPL Chicago branch of North America. Join us for our next gathering. Call 773-580-1501 and be a part of the movement for world peace. Email us at chicagohwpl at gmail.com. We all say we would like to be wealthy. But wealth isn't determined by how much money you have. Wealth is determined by your power to define what money is. The dictionary defines money as something used as a way to pay for goods and services and to pay people for their work. So how would you like to have access to an unlimited source of money? Money that is not taxed by the government. Money that increases as you share the opportunity with others. Money that you can use to pay for goods and services and pay people for their work. I'm talking about Bitcoin. It's the future of independent wealth building. Bitcoin is the new money that you control. Get started building your wealth. Call 312-849-3456. That's 312-849-3456. What if you could live to be 120 years old and remain active, healthy, alert, and vibrant? 
Our bodies are made up of cells that are constantly rejuvenating. So if we take proper care of ourselves, we can literally defy aging. Join us every Tuesday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time to learn about self-cell care from Susan Essentials on the Female Solution Blog Talk Radio Show. Learn how to help your body and yourself feel rejuvenated each day through proper nutrition, sleep, frequency medicine, and many unconventional methods of self-care. I'm Jody Susan. Join me and my amazing guests by calling in at 515-605-9325 and press 1 to speak. We'll help you achieve a breakthrough in your health today. I'm your host, Zelda Space. Welcome to Monday Morning Mindfulness. And today, we are discussing why are so many entrepreneurs visiting and moving to China. And we are joined by our very own Zoe Ma, international businesswoman. Zoe Ma, let us give her a welcome to the stage. Grand rising. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, good morning. Joining us this morning on the Female Solution and the Higher Learning Network TV show, which airs Tuesdays at 6, Wednesdays at 1 on Channel 19. So be sure and download the Can TV app and you can watch us streaming live. Zoe, it is always a pleasure to have you here on the Female Solution because I know when you show up, we are going to have a dynamite show. We learn things that we did not have a clue about, like all the wonderful things that are going on in China that the media tries to keep from us so we don't know. But we've got the inside with Zoe Ma. So tell us, Zoe Ma, how did this all come about, you sharing? Well, you know, uh, I think it's natural for people to go uh, go to visit different places to see what the life uh, people are about. And um, now I think more and more people to actually go out of the United States Okay, there you go. There you go. 
skip ads. I thought Beijing, China was different than this, China 2023. And this is the young man that you said. I wanted to go on this side, the left side. There's a huge square. It's supposed to be one of the one of the largest squares in the world. Actually, I believe the largest square in the world is in, oh. in China. I think in another area, but it's closed off. Okay, of course it. <laughs> The reason why I want to go because they have buildings like this. We're split up. Oh man, but it's closed off. So that kind of ruined the first spot. We'll see. I'm gonna walk around a little bit and maybe I can get an angle of the buildings inside. If not, we're gonna walk to our our next destination. Straight ahead, we have the railway, China Railway Museum. Show the history of the railway system. You see how big and clean that bus is? And then, uh, oh, man, the bus is in the way. Oh, come on, bus. I just had had to stop and say that because, you know, there's a problem with CTA in in Chicago, not only in Chicago but in America. But do you see how clean that is, how big that is at night? I mean, the streets, you would say, you can't walk. Well, I shouldn't say that. But I'm going to say it anyway. Yeah, I think in China, the public transportation system is very clean. Actually, uh, almost anywhere you go, uh, it's very clean. Yes. Yes, because you don't have people constantly clean it. Right. So you you hire people, I think a lot of them is, uh, you know, uh, in the 50s. Mm -hmm. Um, You hire them because... At that age, unless you are in the upper management, um, you may not have, well, the retirement age in China. I think still now for the past, well, 50 years, uh-huh. for women is 50, for men is 60. So, um, so that's their second job. Say um, that again. I need you to say that again. Um, for women, uh, it's the 50 years old. Now, what happens at, at those ages? They retire and oh. they start taking pensions. Wow. It used to be that way in the United States. Now they walk, work you until you drop dead. Or you yeah, have so, so many ailments, you, you, you feel like dropping dead. Wow. Yeah, and, and then people in the, like, have higher education, like college degree, and they're normally in the management. Uh, their retirement is 60, uh, for women is 55, a man is 65. Um, I I have my classmate from high school, and he actually changed, uh, well, demoted herself to like a, like a you know uh, regular employee, so can she so she can retire at fifty. So she retired a couple of years ago. Wow. So I retired based on a Chinese <laughs> retirement. Okay, yeah, it makes sense to me just because you're an American don't mean you got to go retire like Americans do. It's, it's 65, 67, it makes sense to me. Yeah, so, um, so you know, for some people, uh, you, you know, when they, are, they are still in relatively good health at mm-hmm. 50, and, they, and if their pension is kind of low, then they say, oh, I can take another job, which is to do street cleaning. And then, so almost uh, yesterday, I saw some videos show like a a, a lady uh, probably in a very small town, mm-hmm. and so she is responsible like a dollar highway. 
So mm-hmm. she adopted a, you know, a site, a, a land of the street, and that's her job to keep it clean. Oh. So I think this is uh, in China. That's why you see China, you barely see any litter around. I know. I couldn't. I, I was like, where, where's the trash? You know, we're so accustomed to seeing trash. It was it was the same way, this was 20 years ago when I went to Canada. I'm like, I don't see garbage on the street. Why is that? Why is America so sloppy and so nasty? Why is that? We just got garbage everywhere. Nobody, nobody seems to care. And the fact, I love the fact that you said that the homeless, the people who are homeless, you can give them jobs cleaning the streets. Yep. They have nothing else to do. They can certainly clean. That's why it was one of the things why I don't understand when we go over there every week is why is it so dirty and so nasty over there? You live here. You should keep this clean. Yeah, I, I, I think so. I think that, uh, you know, now we have the new mayor. We can petition to the mayor that for the things that he yes. uh, give it to, like, a migrant yes. or money give to the homeless, yes. well, let them do, you know, clean. And so they are not sitting around, and, uh, you know, and feel depressed. They, they make the street clean, and then um, they feel they make contribution to the society. Mm-hmm. Um, then make that, that, that will lift, uh, uplift their own spirit. Yes, cause, because they feel like they have value. What they what they do is important. They bring a skill to the trade. It's, I mean, you know, it, 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 it may not seem like a skill, but it is. Everybody can't do it. Everybody can't do what everybody else does. So. Because mm. that's their uh, uh, life, and and that's also the reason 
white, and then China below, I believe, the blood bloodline goes through male. So that's the reason uh, in the Chinese countryside, in the very with the very traditional beliefs, they have to have a male heir in the house oh. to to carry on the bloodline. Oh. And then, so when China adopted uh, the single child policy in the 70s, because a lot of families can only allow one child, then some can be girl. And that, to, uh, to, the, uh, to some of the traditional uh, belief, that's a sin not to have a male. So what they do? Yeah. And then, uh, so there's a lot of, uh, uh, at that time, there's a lot of uh, uh, abortion mm. and abandon of uh, girls mm. after I was born because of that. Wow. I think now it's, it's not because China reversed its policy, the birth control policy, mm -hmm. I think only five, six years ago. Oh. Not only you can have two child, you can have, you are encouraged to have three. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, now it, I think they encourage you to have three. Before, you can, uh, I think that the first, I think that the policy uh, was in place for 25 years. And now China has a, well, so I think only last month, uh, India surpassed China in, as the, the world most populous uh, country in the world. Mm. I wonder, yeah. excuse me, Zoe, I wonder what made them change that policy. Uh, because the aging, the population, China is a, a very, very aging society. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I think that the seniors, maybe, I don't know, it's, it's 30, 25 to 30, 20, about 20% of Chinese population are seniors or more. 20 so, did you say 20%? I think, tw yeah, I think, I think, I think maybe 400 million seniors in China. Whoa! Size, almost the size of the United States. Whoa, that's a lot. Uh, you know, I, I should, uh, it's kind of, um, well, you know, it, Back in 1949, when the CCP took over China, mm -hmm. at that time, the Chinese life expectancy was only 35 years old. Really? Yes. Oh, wow. Only, yeah. So, um, right now, China has the life expectancy longer than the United States. I think 78. Wow. So, you are talking about, you know, I think, you know, give credit when the credit is. Like you hear so much in the American media, CCP is devil of the world, mm -hmm. demon. Mm -hmm. Well, if a, if, a, if a government can extend its uh, pop, uh, the life expectancy for its, pop, its uh, population, that says a lot. You know, can you, it doubles the life expectancy of its population. Mm. In, uh, in like what? Like, even like in the 30 years, it was already doubled. In 35, okay. so the Chinese population doubled and life expectancy, uh, life expectancy 
agricultural society back before the Industrial Revolution, uh, China and India were the most uh, prosperous country in the world. Mm. And then so after uh, after the uh, Industrial Revolution, you know, in Industrial Revolution increased productivity. So and China didn't catch on that wagon. And then so uh, for at least from the 1800s, mm-hmm. when the, uh, the the European nations start colonizing the world, and China was caught in that kind of tangle, and China was, even though um, China was uh, pretty well wealthy, and even when the Europeans, like the British, went to China, want to trade with China, and the Chinese emperor said, what do I need from you? I have everything. Oh, okay. So, but they forced, so they, they trade opium with China's, uh, uh, yeah, they trade, so they, they dumped opium to China in exchange for silk, silver tea. Wow. Yeah, and that marked the beginning of, it's, 19, it's 1842. That was the first. See, Britain come all the way from from Britain to China to wage a war, mm. and then and then um, they with a gun boat they they crossed the door to China, and then that's how China lost uh, Hong Kong to to Britain mm. in the in the uh, in the uh, treaty to end the war. They they seize Hong Kong as a port to store opium. Ah, and Americans are the biggest consumers of drugs all over the world. That's what they tell us on the news. I don't know how true it is, but I'm sure China officials would know. Yeah, so I, I think that um, from 1800, uh, 18, mid-1800, China would suffer from opium pandemic. Mm. And then to the point, uh, 100 years later, my grandpa died.
when the CCP took over. And so the, the Chinese system was built on equality, and they tried to accomplish that. It's not easy to accomplish that, mm -hmm. but they tried. So that's why you see the Chinese society, um, they make sure everybody have a roof over their head. Mm, unlike some other places that we know, like this young man here who's traveling all over the place. You, um, you sent me that video, I showed the first one, but I went to his YouTube page, and his, na his name is Sly. It's called Sly's Life. And you you said there were some other videos that we need to take a look at. Can you choose one of these? Shanghai, China continues to blow me away. I think, yeah, yeah. I think maybe the the the, the Shanghai one. This uh, one here. The the Shanghai the uh, the second the very last one. The Shanghai continue to blow my uh, continue to shock me. Uh, Uh, Be Beijing, China is a huge, uh, huge culture shock for me. Is that one it? Oh my! Uh, oh my! First day in Ch in Shanghai, China shocked me. It's culture. Yeah, yeah maybe the first day. That's fine. It just this shows. Uh, it, uh, all of this. Uh, what I just want to uh, show you is, you know, um, for the, just like the reason I came to the United States. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's like a reverse migration. Mm. When you're staying in your own country, and then you only hear one side of the story. Right. Okay? And <clears throat> so sometimes you have fear, you know, what the outside world can be, and then that limits your op option. First impressions of Beijing, China. I've been here less than a week, so these first impressions are going to be super deep and profound. Mm -hmm. Just surface level things. Now this is a neighborhood, right? Yeah, this is a, a part of part of Beijing. It's the traditional area. It's called the alley of Number one country for me when it comes to. They try to preserve this kind of architecture because uh, uh, this kind of housing, they back uh, maybe uh, you know because Beijing was the the capital of two uh, uh, imperial. Uh, Dynasties from I think let's say uh, maybe since 1400. Mm. So Beijing, and if you go to the Forbidden City, you you will never. That's the royal palace of the uh, 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 emperors for the, the the two dynasties. That's the biggest. It will it, it won't finish. You you won't finish in a day. Oh. It's huge. Wow. Huge. I, I think like several hundred houses. So this is the housing uh, that was built probably at least 1600. So that's kind of how people live. Uh, I see they, sitting outside, the, the, the shop owner sitting outside selling their wares. So it's like a community where people live and, and work.
be the, the uh, official residence of some, you know, relatives of the emperor. And they all look like this, but, <clears throat> and then, you know, the, the house around. But yeah. you can see Beijing is very clean, the streets very wide. And he was saying, we bought the Yeah, the streets are so wide. Why are they so wide? <laughs> because Beijing has a population of, I think, 23, 20, over 20 million. Oh, room for the people to walk. Makes sense to me. Yeah, so so the street, I remember, um, we used to have a house, house uh, just at the edge of the uh, Beijing proper. This, I think there was an eight lane, four lane each, eight lane uh, street. Eight lanes? Wow. They anticipated that growth would be tremendous, and they made eight lanes. Wow. Yeah, it's a, That's it's a, a lot. Most, yeah, a lot of the eight lanes. And they still have a traffic jam. And they still have traffic jams. Well, traffic jams. You know, I, you, I you, can you, imagine. You, and, you, and look at all, even the bicycle lane. It's almost like a two lane. It <laughs> two is. Lane. I'm looking at yeah. that. Wow. It is. It's 8.04. we got to take a break. And when we come back, if you just joined us, we're talking with businesswoman Zoe Ma. And she's explaining to us why so many entrepreneurs are visiting, and not only visiting, but moving to China. I love what you said. Uh, we, as Americans, have to come out of our comfort zone because we think the world is right here in America, and there's so many other countries to offer uh, a different kind of experience. So stepping out of a comfort zone is a is a is um is a challenge for many, but it's not a challenge for many because as you can see from this video, uh, this young man is doing and has doing is continue doing it. Lots of people. That's what I love about the young people. Naima Latif, our executive producer, is going to come on later and she's going to share with how her daughter moved to uh, Korea. I think it was for a couple of years. Anyway, we'll talk all about that when we come back. Share this video with somebody and let them know that we're on till nine. Do you worry? About finances, family, health, jobs, relationships? Are you in pain? Do you feel stuck? If you answered yes to any of these questions, help is available. Don't worry, you're not alone. It's part of the human process. You only feel this way because you haven't mastered the voices in your head. No hype, just down to earth solid, workable tools and techniques that you can practice daily. It's really food for the soul, whether you want to learn how not to worry about anything, reverse type 2 diabetes, publish a book, promote your product or service, or just make extra money. To take advantage of the deal of the day, go to zeldaspeaks.com or call 312-409-6619. Mention promo code The Female Solution and get free shipping. That's ZeldaSpeaks.com or 312-409-6619. Stop worrying today. Visit ZeldaSpeaks.com. What happens when a group of people are kidnapped from their homes, smuggled away in chains, and held captive in a foreign land where they are tortured, raped, and forced to perform hard labor by the lash of a whip and under the constant threat of death. Slavery, the African-American psychic trauma. What happened to the doctors, writers, scientists, builders, educators, and spiritual leaders from Africa's golden age? 
Who did they really capture and sell into slavery? Are all African Americans suffering from psychic trauma because of a conspiracy to hide their true identities? Do you have psychic trauma? Take the test on page 22 of the book and see. Order it online today at www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com. And get your personally autographed copy of the book, Slavery, the African American Psychic Trauma. Are you constantly arguing with your spouse? Are your children misbehaving and acting out? Is someone in your family abusing drugs? Have you been the victim of domestic violence? Are you grieving over the loss of a loved one? Let us help you restore serenity to your life. At Serenity Family Social Services, we understand that good mental health is the result of emotional well-being. Our goal is to assist you and your family in removing emotional distress and restoring harmony and balance to your lives. We offer individual, couples, and family counseling. I'm Howard Williams, CEO of Serenity Family Social Services. Call us today at 312-315-4820. That's 312-315-4820. Jody Susan of Susan Essentials is certified by the number one functional medicine doctor on plant-based healing, essential oils, which are revolutionizing the way we manage our well-being. Schedule today to take control of your health. back here on the Female Solution and the Higher Learning Network TV show, which airs Tuesdays at 6, Wednesdays at 1 on Channel 19, and 24-7 on our YouTube channel, Higher Learning TV show. Why are so many entrepreneurs visiting and moving to China? That is the question of the day. And as you can see here, we are joined by international businesswoman, excuse me, Zoe Ma who shared with me a video, uh, a young man, well, there's lots of them, but uh, this is the one in particular. This young man is in Beijing, China, and he's talking, his name is Sly, so go to Sly's Life on YouTube and you can get a chance to see all of these videos as he's talking about it. So everything I stated isn't anything too deep or profound, just some surface level things I noticed the past few days. I've been walking outside. I'm going to go ahead and end the video right here. hope you guys enjoyed it. And be looking out for more videos of Beijing, China. I'm going to catch you guys at the next video. Okay. As you can see, he has, if you if you go to his, uh, go to his YouTube page and type in Sly's Life, you'll see that right there. I'm already subscribed. Type in Sly's Life, you'll see all of the information as it relates to China. And I just love that the young people have the experience, Zoe, of going abroad and loving it so much they leave the United States. I love that about the young people today. They have no fear of traveling abroad. We were taught you don't want to go over there. I went to South Africa the first time by myself. My sister was supposed to go with me. She checked. She chickened out. And every single person told me, do not go alone. Why are you going over there? You got everything here. It's like because I got an opportunity to speak in another country. That's where I'm going. And nothing happened to me. Nobody bothered me. Uh, anything, people wanted to help me. I can't say it would be the same way now, but I, that's how it was then. And the fact that these young people, Zoe, 
are taking their, taking charge of their lives and leaving the U.S. in droves. I mean, in droves. it's not just like one or two. I mean, they're going there to, to teach English so they'll have a job. Uh, Whatever their purpose or passion is, they go there and do that, and they do they do so very well. But that's enough about me. We got some calls from the line. Uh, uh, Seven zero six two zero two. I do believe that is Baba Kwame's son horse from Georgia. Uh, Baba Kwame's son horse is that you, Grand Rising? Grand I'm Rising, me. how are you? I'm wonderful. Thank Can you, you so me? much. For yes, sir. Loud and clear. Yeah. Yeah, an excellent show. And, you know, these are some things that need to be looked at, especially with our younger generation. Mm. Part of what we're seeing, and I think she spoke about it, and the part that she spoke about was the colonization of China and the colonization of, of this country. And so what we're seeing is a decolonization on the planet mm. because those that have colonized cultures, the cultures are now reawakening. The youth are reawakening. Mm. And they're now able to go around and see for themselves not the miseducation, but the education of being able to see other cultures. Because this now is a shift that has happened on this planet. And what we're seeing is, is that an awakening of our way of being able to understand that, no, everything was not this way in the way that we were taught in school, but the part of it is the actualization is people are changing back, and especially the indigenous people here and our young people here and other cultures that are coming here, migrants or refugees, whichever one they want to label them. But because of the the influx of people is because what we did in their country, mm. we have to understand that we, as as the the government of these different countries, have went into other countries and they colonized in order to take and have the wealth, the mineral wealth of those countries. Now the people are awakening and saying that no. These are not the true ways that you did because you came in and you took. You wouldn't allow us to grow in the way that we needed to grow as a people. And so this is what we're seeing, the decolonization of this planet from the the colonization of food, colonization of education, the colonization of culture. All of this is beginning to be decolonized because we're now understanding the programs they use in order to manipulate, like she said, a part about China, the opioid epidemic that the British did, the the movie Sand Pebble with Steve McQueen. That was an excellent portrayal of what the British got kicked out of there because they were coming in and using the the plant medicine to put people to sleep in order to take what they had there in their land. So now we're seeing, because now we have what here in this country, an opioid epidemic. Where are these opioids coming from? The pharmaceutical companies are making the artificial, but it was the original was, was part of China's culture. It wasn't used as a thing. It was used as medicine. 
And this is the miseducation of the pharmaceutical company and taking the plant that mm. cultures knew how to use and they take it and make it for profit. This is where Afghanistan and over there in Vietnam, all of that was heroin. You're taking the mineral resources and utilizing as a tool and a weapon. And this is what they're doing in the deforestation of this country. On Turtle Island, they, they, they burnt down the West Coast. Now they're burning down the East Coast. It's because they want to be able to have clear transmission of this uh, 10G now. that we, they, we have five. They're trying to implement it so they can have full reign with 10G because trees obstruct transmission. Anyway, I thank her for sharing that. And it's it's time that we rediscover the world because they came and discovered. Now we have to go and rediscover that the world is not the way that they colonized it. Mm. Wow, that's powerful. Thank you, Baba Kwame Sunhorse. Uh, we... I've been contemplating this, and you just confirmed it right now. We need to do a show on trees and the importance of it because people just don't get it. So when when they start coming uh, to their neighborhood and chopping down trees, uh, they'll, they'll they'll have a, a clue as to why they need to protect the trees. But uh, thank you for those comments. Uh, <clears throat> I think uh, I, I agree. Um, I think now uh, the colonization is actually instilled fear in your mind. Yes. You know, so when you say, you know, we are all human beings, why we need it afraid of another human being? So when we travel around the world, we'll see people, basically we're all human beings living in different places. People are friendly. So there's no need to fear, but the exchange of information is, is very crucial for our growth. And if we cannot free our mind of fear, we cannot grow. No. We can't. So, and, and I mean, for me, I guess uh, I was inspired to come to the United States almost 30 years ago. And I, I learned, I adapt. Now I feel I'm in a position to share my, my experience with other people. <laughs> um, in, back in 30 years ago, America is the future of the world. Yes. So you come, you come to the United States to learn what's the best, what's the future, and you can um, equip yourself and prepare yourself for the future. Mm-hmm. But honestly, mm-hmm. right now China is the future of the world. Mm. So you have to go well, in- Yes. There's a, a lot of things, you know, when the Americans say, hey, you know, I mean, we're just talking the facts. You will say, oh, you know, China steals technology from the U.S. But there's things in China that you, the, 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 many aspects, many aspects, China is a, a, ahead of the United States. How can you say China steal your technology when they are ahead of it? Mm. So I think a lot of times people... Yes, ma'am. Say that. 
You were right yeah. on target. Baba Kwame Sunhorse, you want to say something else? Yes, and she's got an excellent point because the thing is, is that China in its becoming the new uh, world power and, and doing because the thing that you know, if you study history, and especially there's, there's books written by Roko Rashidi, and he went there and he studied China and he studied the African and, and Egypt, back in Egypt, were trading with China. It was a market that in which began in the, the ocean highways that they, they utilized in trading and training because some of the first emperors of China used the, the soldiers of the Nubian, which was the mother of Egypt, and training, this is where martial arts come from. Mm. And the cultures were exchanged until the European, as, as they were trained in Egypt, and they, they established Rome and Greece and all of those cultures, and then you had them what they call the Silk Road. The Silk Road was nothing but trading the spices and the different things that were there in, in China and the silks because they had mastered the silks. China mastered the silks. Egyptian ma- mastered the cotton because the most expensive cotton is Egyptian cotton. You buy some Egyptian cotton sheets or, or anything made from Egyptian cotton, that's that the quality of the cotton. So that right there shows there was an exchange until people came in and colonized in order to monopolize the resources of that land. This is all that's been happening on the planet. Now there is a change. Young people are now seeing that we have to decolonize, decolonize this system and know that there's independence and wealth on every continent if we can like she said we're all human beings we come in multitudes of of varieties of color but it's a part of being able to know that that's another human being that has resources that we can exchange you're absolutely right thank you baba kwame sunhorse from uh georgia if you'd like to come i'm not in georgia i'm here in illinois oh oh Yeah. I'm here until the 4th of July. I'm up oh, here in the camp with my mom. I didn't know that. Oh, my goodness. You didn't tell me. How to, you may have told me, and I just missed it. I apologize for that. Oh, that's right, because yeah. you were in Nauvoo, but I didn't know you were going to be here this long. Okay, okay, yeah, well, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll talk after the show. Definitely got it. We got we to gotta break bread, have some tea, some something. We got to do something. All right. Ha, 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 have you over here for a meal or go out, whatever you want to do. It's fine with Baba Kwame. Yeah, and that way uh, uh, maybe Zoe can uh, join us too. I'd like to, that would that would be a lively dinner. <laughs> you know, um, actually, I, I have a news to tell you. Um, next week I'm going to Haiti. Are you? Mm-hmm. Really? How did that I, come about? Um, uh, I met a, a Haitian pastor uh, mm-hmm. in New York last Mm-hmm. when I was uh, helping uh, uh, someone to run U.S. Congress. And so we developed very good uh, friendships since uh, last year. And uh, I was talking uh, about to go to Haiti um, with him last uh, uh, November. It didn't pan out, 
uh, now I have to make a trip out of the country with my mom. Okay. And then I was thinking, okay, I'm going to take my mom to Haiti. So we're going to spend a week in Haiti. Wow. Yes. Um, I'm going to help, um, you know, I just got a, a text message. Um, so some Haitian, uh, we're going to do some business relationship uh, for them with uh, doing import-export with China. Mm. And then just put some in. And, yeah, I think we need to do the uh, the business exchange or culture exchange, and we exchange information. And, you know, I have a neighbor who is uh, from Ethiopia, mm-hmm. and then uh, I'm helping him to get some code about buying trucks for Ethiopia, and he wants to sell uh, uh, coffee beans to the United States and China. I say, okay, I will see if I can put in, you in contact with someone in China. See, you know, we just share our our resources, resources. our information, you know, accompaniment each other's life. So it's just so much fun. I, I think we really, there's no need for fear for anything, you know. We can, you know, if people say, oh, you're going to Haiti? Well, you don't why know you about Haiti. Yeah, why are you, <laughs> you going there? There's nothing there. There's nothing there. That's just probably no, what Well, you, you know, there's mm-hmm. northern Haiti and southern Haiti. Uh, Port-au-Prince is southern Haiti. Uh, it's like a lot of political uh, unrest over there. But there's northern Haiti, which is almost like paradise. I've been watching YouTube on the northern Haiti called uh, That's Where I Will Be, oh. uh, uh, Cap Haitian. And I think it's, um, so I've been watching, yeah, some of the um, uh, vlogs about it. It's, to me, when I watch that, I feel like, oh, this is only, it looked like a Beijing in 1985. When I first visited Beijing um, as a just middle school graduate, and then the same thing, and I just feel like, okay, you know, um, we can help people uh, that kind of, you know, I almost, when I see Haiti today, it's like, you know, 40 years in my past. And But we can help them to move forward. So, yeah, I, I'm very excited about my trip. I'm excited, too. Now, you have me going to YouTube and pulling up uh, Haiti, and I'm thinking to myself, uh, I've never heard anybody say that they wanted to go to Haiti. Well, I have, uh, there's a fellow producer at uh, KNTV where we produce the Higher Learning Network show. He's, he's from Haiti, and he's always telling me about good things that's going on in, in Haiti. So it's not like I don't know about it. It's just that I don't pay a whole lot of attention to it. Okay, there's northern Haiti that you talked about, hooked on Haiti. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, northern yeah. Haiti, castles and beaches. Oh, no, see, they don't show none of this on the news. They, no, they don't. Oh my goodness! I think just that's we we have to overcome the the, the control of media and the information. Bel Air. Oh, they are in fear. Yes. See, this is what happens when you sit in front of a television all day, and it tells you of all the bad things that's going on in the world, and you are afraid to move forward because of what you have been shown. Wow, that is powerful. I can't I can't wait to see uh we talk about this perfect hideaway in Haiti. It's eight twenty six. We gotta go to a commercial break in just a 
just a few minutes, but I just I just wanted to to, to see what this is. Wow. Thank you for that. Um, I know what does that have to do with China, but we're going around the world this morning. I love a Chinese, this. A Chinese-American going to Haiti, that's where, it, that's where the link is. <laughs> wow. Perfect. Haiti with my new friend. What's up, buddy? Okay, well, you, well, you can you can you can look at that on your own. Just go Google uh, Haiti, uh, Northern Haiti. I love this, and I'm looking at where he is. Oh my goodness! Oh, that is gorgeous. They don't show you this on the news. They don't show you Northern Haiti. They do not show you this at all. I just got a text from uh, Naima Latif. I believe that was Naima Latif. That somebody. Uh, wants to speak. She's waiting to talk. That's my sister Barbara who's visiting me this weekend. She lives in China. She lives in China and she has been in. Oh, let me go to the phone line. 515 Press 1 to speak. 312 Is this Barbara? Yes, this is. How are you? Hi, Barbara. Thank you so much for calling this morning. You're Naima's sister, right? Yes, that's right. And, and where uh, are you from? I am not the living in China. It's my daughter and her husband who live in China. My uh, The first time that I visited was in like about 2012 for the World's Fair, and she was working as an interpreter uh, in Shanghai, and I spent a number of weeks there with her. She got to meet a lot of different dignitaries that she interpreted for, um, I'm trying to remember who some of them are, but uh, oh yeah, she met Mayor Daly. She also uh, met the former uh, First Lady uh, Clinton and uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and a number of different people who were there during the World's Fair. And she was working as an interpreter, and uh, I found Shanghai to be extremely unique, you know, it was a beautiful city. It was a, it was very crowded. I was almost treated like a celebrity because you know, you don't have a lot of black people walking around in China. It was a, wow. it was a major culture shock, but uh <clears throat> I really enjoyed the time there. You know, my daughter is is almost like a native speaker and uh she actually met her husband in Korea when he hired her, and she was working as a teacher, and he was working as a teacher, and now they're living in Beijing, and, you know, my experience between Shanghai and Beijing helped me to understand how not to judge a whole country based on the visit of one particular place. The cities are so different. The atmosphere was different. Uh, I totally loved Beijing a lot more than I did Shanghai. And my daughter, actually, <clears throat> as a teacher, uh, they've been there about 10 years now almost, teaching at the Beijing Haidian Foreign Language Shayan School. And it's a private school where the students live there on campus and go home for the weekend. And uh, mm-hmm. she's a middle school teacher. She's teaching English. Um and the kids don't often know that she <laughs> understands them when they're speaking in Mandarin. She got her uh, 
masters in Chinese language and culture. And uh, so it's very interesting hearing her stories about her students. Um, But uh, some of the things that she and her husband has shared has been about how China is becoming more communist. Now, there was a time when her husband, he teaches history, and he was able to choose his own uh, set of books he wanted to teach out of. Well, now China is cracking down on that, you know, saying, you know, you can't, they're, they're censoring what he can teach in terms of history. Don't say any bad history about China, you know. So they, you know, and during the time of the anniversary of Tiananmen Square, they shut down the Internet for two weeks. Um, because they didn't want people talking about it, discussing it, remembering it, none of that stuff. So they're cracking down a little bit more and and sort of, you know, controlling what can and cannot be said, uh, even on the air. You know, they have blocks on Google, blocks on uh, Facebook. Uh, so a lot of information doesn't always get through to them on what's happening in other parts of the world. Mm, wow. So that's pretty much what's going on here in America as well, because we are taught one thing. <laughs> you know, we, we we are no different. We think we are so informed and so enlightening. We are really so confused because we just don't have a clue. Thank you so much for calling and sharing that, Barbara. Wow. Uh, that, oh, that I want to say one thing. Please do. For, for what the Barbara just talked about, the, mm-hmm. you know, the Tiananmen, uh, Tiananmen Square protest, mm-hmm. that is, censored at this point, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because June 4th is the date that across the world that they try to, uh, I don't know, commemorate the June 4th, but I, you know, very few people know. I was one of the college students protesting in Tiananmen Square in 1989. Oh, wow. Okay? And uh, I can tell you that one of the reasons the government is censored is because with the information spreading across the world is not the truth. Ah. Because I was there myself. Mm, you, but so what you, you know. see on TV is not what it is. It's, it's the selective facts through a, a one individual's lens. That's not the whole story. Right now, nobody has the correct picture of what's actually going on. Mm. And uh, I think the government there's absolutely there's mishandling of that event, that incident, but there's a lot of things that people do not know. It's part of a color revolution. It's part of a Chinese civil war, extension of Chinese civil war between Taiwan and mainland China, between the KMT and the CCP. Did you say a color revolution? Yeah, it was part of color revolution. That was before it was the color revolution. Oh, it was also extension of Chinese civil war from 1949. That very few people know about it. Oh wow! Yeah. Because I have, you know, it's the reason I'm in United States because my participation in that event. Oh. It was. It was. It was not I was being prosecuted. I was let go. I have no problem because I didn't participate in the riot. 
I can send you some things. The people who, the person, the journalist who took a picture of the tank man, he, he also said he witnessed one soldier, his armed police, was burned and this, you know, burned and beaten. Oh my goodness. That's
to save the life of thousands of college students from Tiananmen Square. Mm. So I think if someone wants to talk about it, I can go on and on about oh, it. I know. Because it's passionate, it's part of my life. Okay. And so I can um, hear I it in your voice. Yeah. I can hear it in your voice. Uh, Baba Kwame Sunhorse just sent me this uh, about Haiti has trillions of dollars worth of natural gas, but the West doesn't allow it to prosper. The the West is, is basically uh, stifling, murdering um, Haiti. Well, that's, that's, that's another show, but I just pulled it up just so you could see it. We've got to take our last break, and we'll be right back, so stay close. So you can call in and share your comments on why you think entrepreneurs are visiting and moving to China. Call in at 515-605-9325. Press 1 to speak, and we will be right back. Hi, I'm Naima Latif, executive producer of the Female Solutions Global Radio TV Show. We are a part of the online network of Associated Internet Radio hosts, On Air. On Air empowers you with transformative news and interactive radio TV shows. This is such a wonderful time to be alive and to see our human family coming together as one community as a result of that powerful tool, the Internet. We can now talk directly to each other all over the world. There's no need for conflict or misunderstanding. There's no need for violence to solve our differences. We can talk to each other face-to-face until we reach an agreement. On Air offers a fantastic global guide to communicators from all over the world who are using their Internet platforms to inspire us to strive to be our best selves in order to become the kind, compassionate, loving people we were all born to be. Once we do that, we'll see planet Earth transformed into a place of peace. Subscribe to the recommended YouTube channels, Facebook pages, and podcasts created by these Voices of Enlightenment. On Air provides daily news briefs and a weekly magazine to keep you abreast of events and opportunities. On-air news affiliates in television, radio, and print share information, insight, and interviews with notable personalities. Go to onaireverywhere.com for a daily dose of uplifting news. We're on-air everywhere, online all the time. Essentials is re-engineering what health looks like by leading you to the best wellness initiatives in the world. Start your coaching plan today and create a new paradigm of health. Click here to learn more. Hi, I'm Dr. CJ of Valona Health, where we combine orthopedic manual therapy and neuroscience to treat the whole person. Health tip for the day is keep it moving. Doesn't matter how, just keep it moving doing something you enjoy. Walking, dancing, rolling on the floor with your dogs or kids, really anything. The body craves movement to keep the bones, joints, and muscles happy. Even our mental health and internal organs and digestive system rely on our movements. Thanks for being a part of the Higher Learning Network on The Female Solution. Thank you for joining us.
us back here on the last 15 minutes of the show. I'm your host, Zelda Speaks, and we're joined by Zoe Ma. Why are so many entrepreneurs visiting and moving to China? But before we do that, let me share this page with you, Inspirational Conversations. Uh, this is a, a copy of my third book, I believe it is, uh, A Page a Day Keeps Your uh, sanity at bay. This is a, a book that I used to read from on the, well, actually, Troy Tyler read from it on her show on uh, W uh, on V103, and uh, as heard back in the day on Gospel Radio 1390 WGCI, the station that I was on, and Troy Tyler's show on V103, 102.7, and the Higher Learning Network TV show. And this is... Um, uh, inspirationalconversations.blogspot.com But I want to share with you what I do every day I, just, I don't know what I'm going to say I just get on the computer And it happens And I just allow the words to flow through me And I just want to share that with you this morning So this is your inspirational conversation for the day And of course, it wants to act crazy, you know. YouTube.com at Inspirational Conversations. I apologize for those who are listening. Uh, I didn't read it, uh, but I should have. And but you can go to our, our YouTube page and find it. So it's Helen Hassel. Okay, that is not supposed to be happening. I apologize for that, but uh, you know stuff stuff happens. How does that happen, Zoe? Uh, what what what? There you go. <laughs> Back to Monday morning mindfulness. Three one two seven two one. Do you have your hand up? Three one two, seven two one. I see a hand up. Okay. All right. Well, let us continue, uh, Zoe. That video that I had up, uh, Haiti has trillions of dollars worth of. Uh, I'm going to put all that information on my blog, ZeldaSpeaks.wordpress.com, because uh, we may or may not get to uh, the all of the information. Well, I know we want, so it'll be on my blog on ZeldaSpeaks.wordpress.com. I um I go ahead, Zoe. Yeah, I think, uh, uh, you know, from, I haven't been there. I talked to, you know, I, I've only learned about Haiti through my friends. And mm-hmm. and then uh, I see Haiti as an uh, uh, undiscovered gem. I think it's so, it's, it's our job to go out to explore, to seek truth. Um, so we shouldn't be controlled by the fear, by, uh, you know, through kind of prejudiced media that in, uh, instilled in our mind. Mm-hmm. We can, you know, when we travel, we can feel the humanity, the, the energy of the humanity. It doesn't matter where we go. Um, we are connected through, uh, uh, with the place, 
and the people we visit. So I feel, uh, even like for my trip, I feel I can learn so much about Haiti. And if I can tell people, hey, as a Chinese, I'm not afraid of Haiti. You guys, you guys should not be fear of Haiti either. Right. Explore the beauty. You explore the beauty of it. And so far, what I see on the it's about the northern Haiti, uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful place. Uh, just like you know, so many places in the world. Of course, I also am very updated with uh, not very updated, but I think compared to a lot of other Americans, I'm quite uh, updated with what's going on with uh, Port-au-Prince. Mm. And because I have I have my friend who is whose brother is in the is a politician in Haiti, mm. so I know a lot of insider information. Mm, okay. So I know, like, okay, don't go for the, for the time being, don't go in the south. Mm-hmm. Stay on the north. Mm-hmm. And I'm not afraid of it. And mm-hmm. I think I will enjoy I will have a good time over there. Wow, a whole week yes. of, of fun and sun. I just love it. It's yeah, true. and, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, yeah. But I think for the same thing, like, you know, for a, 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 if for a Chinese, you're comfortable to travel to Haiti, a Chinese-American, it should be, the, it should, you should feel the, same comfort that you can, as an African American, travel to China, and China is is extremely, extremely safe place. Mm. If you 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 watch the uh, slides um, uh, video, there's a time he actually uh, traveled at the, in the middle of midnight. Yeah. Um, and he missed the train and all the public transportation. And then he walked an, an hour and a half back to his hotel. Wow. And probably nobody already, uh, No, probably nobody. And he saw even girls riding bicycles. At midnight. In, in, in a midnight. foreign country. Yeah. So, mm. so you should, you know, you should not, in the safety in China, it's not a problem. And you can see him, no matter which state, you know, China is a police control state. Um, nobody bother him. Mm-hmm. He can videotape everything in, you know, walking around. No police stop him. Not here in America. You better not be caught at night, especially a black person, a so-called black person. You, you better be at home because you can expect some harassment on some level. Not in China. You know, I think in, in China, uh, well, from my own experience growing up, and then, um, well, I can tell you a story. When my mom first came uh, before uh, before Christmas, uh, because China just had an outbreak uh, of COVID, and then it was like very quick and wild. There's nobody. There's you can't even barely can find taxi because everybody transport people to to uh, to hospital. Mm. And then my mom had to finish some homework, and then she had to change her phone paperwork. Uh, uh, and then I I told my mom. I said, Mom. There's nobody can help you there. Go to the police station. They will help you. And that's my mom. She went to the police station to help them to help her set up her new phone, uh, fill out some paperwork. She went to the police station to do that. Okay. So in China, police have a totally different definition. Police is there to help you, not to harass you. Mm. Unless you are a troublemaker, mm-hmm. then you, you call it upon yourself. Right. But otherwise, I saw um, uh, a, a, a video uh, of a, 
a, old, a, a handicapped person walking across the, uh, you know, the eight lane <laughs> street, and then the, and then it, the the light changed, so this person could not finish crossing the street. You know what happened? The police went to went over to to him, carry him on his back. I saw that. Yes, I saw that. Yes, I posted that too. I was like, police don't do that here. Yeah, that's you know, and the police in China, they 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 don't carry guns. Oh. So there's a, there's a different there's a two type of diverse uh, police. It's the armed police for it's the special uh, police, but the otherwise the rest who do do not carry guns, they are there to as an information desk. Wow. So you ask them everything, you know, they are supposed to help you. There's a kid I saw that he was a, uh, uh, he, he was a runaway, and then he lost his money, and he lost his ID card. So he went to the police station, asked, can I have, you know, each of a, uh, uh, ID card, and he was crying. So what the police did, buy food and water for him, and call the parents, say, come to pick up your kids. So that you know, the police is like a short. It's a you know, yeah, it's an information desk in China. Wow, an information desk. I cannot imagine the chaos that would happen here in the states if yeah, that were to happen. Absolutely. You know, and they play that game with us every maybe quarter, six months, or something like that about turning the guns, and you'll get a hundred dollars or two. That, you know, people can't see through that. That that is just a joke. They're just playing with you. The guns that are on the street are in the thousands, uh-huh. if not hundreds of thousands. So they do that as a way. Let me be quiet. <laughs> but I just yeah. share that, you know, when yeah. my mom is in need of help and yeah. there's nobody there to help her, uh, I just told her to go to the police station to get help. And, then those, yeah, the police uh, spend a Two or three hours to have her to change phone, set up the new phone. Now, and if you were a senior here doing that in America, the police might say, "Well, baby, I don't have time for that. You know, take that to your to your store and let them help you." I have, and, and that's not to say that they don't do it here. I just have not seen it. I'm sure it exists somewhere because there are a lot of officers who are doing good in the hood, so supposedly. But but it just you know, far between. for the comfort, they, they 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 can do it. You can think of that idea. So if, if you have nowhere to go, you go to the police station. Yeah. Well. And anyway, so like for some Chinese, a lot of Chinese, that's the last resort. When you have no place to go, go to the police station and ask for help. Wow. Well, uh, it it it, it looked like it worked out in her favor because it's like, look, uh, what is she gonna do? She's not gonna hurt anybody. The least you can do is help her. And the fact that seniors are revered. They are put on a pedestal. They are worshipped. They are appreciated. That's what I love about the country. That's what I love about China. That's what I love about... So that's why I kidnapped my mom from China. I see. I'm, I make her to live with me because she's in her 80s, mm-hmm. and I don't feel comfortable to have her live alone. Mm-hmm. Even though she, you know, she wants to go back to China, and she feels, in her mind, because she lived through extreme poverty before her 60s took over. Oh, okay. So in her, and then, um, so in her mind, you know, um, China beats America any day. Any day. She doesn't want to, yeah, she doesn't want to live here. What do you I mean, think? we have a... Go ahead. She, I, 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 for a couple months, um, she has a lot of trouble just I, accept the fact 
I want her to be close to me, and so I, whenever I travel, I take her with me. Mm. You know, but I just, but for her, she have more independence in China, and um, it's more affordable for her to live in China. Ah, uh, than here, yeah, I can imagine. Here. What do you yeah. say, uh, especially about living in China? What do you say to the young people or older people, anybody who is thinking of visiting another country, such as China? or um, any other country, what do you say to them to help them move beyond their comfort zone so they can see how they have been conditioned in America to think the way that they think? What do you say to those who are hesitant? Somebody might be thinking about taking a job there, but they might not speak English, they might not do this, they might not do that. What do you tell them? What do you say to them? Well, you know, I think uh, uh, just, Okay, you go vacation anyway. Go mm-hmm. some, you know, that's a, um, I would say like a, in China for African-Americans, um, go to like southern China. You know, mm-hmm. you, you can enter from Hong Kong, go to Shenzhen, across the border to Shenzhen, and then, you know, Shenzhen is also the ultra-modern part of China. How are you spelling that? Uh, S-H-E-N. Z H E N. I can type it to you. Uh, type. Um, but that's that's um, the that's the Silicon Valley of China. That's the who? Silicon Valley of China. Oh, Silicon Valley of China, really? Yeah. Okay, so, I typed it in Google um, and pulled I mean, it up. So that, and then you travel to Guangzhou, your center. Yes, yes. And you know that's just across from Hong Kong. You feel comfortable with Hong Kong? You just cross the bridge, go to Shenzhen. Okay. Big, and then remember, this, this, this city was built in um, in the middle of nowhere for, uh, 40 years ago. Wow. It was a fishing village. has nothing. But this is a, it's the, it's the, the futuristic city of, uh, of China. Wow. You would have and, us think that, not you, but the media would have us think that America is the greatest place in the world, and that is... So not true. America has a lot to offer, but there are other countries all over the world that we need to see. And that's what I love about the young people. They have no fear. They just go. They and then, um, so from Shenzhen, you take a train ride, maybe two hours, three hours, and maybe on uh, uh, the, the high-speed speed train, very comfortable, me. to Guangzhou. Spell
Yeah, from an architecture and the infrastructure perspective, China is way ahead of Wow, any modern in the world, you, you would think this was a state in it. Wow. Apologize for what you hear in the background, but I can't because com. Watch our TV shows. Listen to our radio shows. Order our books. And be sure to get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to thank all of you who participated in today's discussion. And to our global family listening from all around the world, we say thank you. To our family in China, Sheshe, India, Zanyaba, Japan, Arigato, Korea, Kamsanida, Russia, Spasiba, Germany, Danke. Poland, John Cunion, France, Merci, Spain, Gracias, Italy, Grazie, Egypt, Shukran, Ghana, Medasi, Nigeria, Eshe, South Africa, Ngiabonga, Senegal, Jared, Kenya, Asante, Israel, Toda, Pakistan, Shukriya, Afghanistan, Tashakur, Saudi Arabia, Shukran. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Thank you, and may peace be upon you and the mercy of God and God's blessings. Otherwise, you won't be able to. As I bring in the executive producer of the Female Solution, and that would be Naima.
my sister was mentioning uh, how she was treated. I want to pull this up. I'm so glad she said that because I typed in thank you in all the different languages, and this is what popped up, and I just thought I want, I'd share that with you right, uh, very quickly. When you go to Google and say uh, type in thank you, they, they show you the Greek, Hebrew, Hindu, Malaysian, and 24 more roles. Yeah. Uh, there's there's so a lot of way to say thank you. Right, right. And what was funny, because my sister, you know, she's chocolate brown like me, mm-hmm. got kind of a round, big smile, and she wears locks in her hair. So when she went to China, they thought she was Whoopi Goldberg. Get and out of here! Washington, people want to make a trip there once in their lifetime, 
And you're talking about one billion Chinese want to do that. So Beijing is a, a you know tourist destination, you know, it's crazy. So you always find people who from some corner of China who have never been uh, seen a foreigner, that they have a different color of skin, a different kind of a ha uh, hair. Yeah. They will stand there, they're just thinking, wondering, why? <laughs> <laughs> so nothing bad about that. It just, they try to figure out, they're mentally processing that information. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know, it's interesting though, you said about the police, which I also, you know, was, you, know you didn't have police with weapons. But one thing that I realized, the reason why the United States is the way it is, the police here are used to generate revenue. And so they're always looking for an opportunity to arrest somebody or to get somebody a ticket because they, and they, they won't tell the truth about it, but the truth is you're expected to generate a certain amount of revenue, either writing tickets, arresting, because that's how the city makes money. Yep. So that's why they haven't been, the, the helpful kind of people, like a service desk, like even those kind of people, they haven't been those kind of people because it's like an adversarial situation they're being put in every day. Even the ones who might have joined the force and wanted to be a helpful person, there is pressure for them to generate money. And that means they got to arrest a certain amount of people, they got to give a certain amount of people tickets for whatever it is, whether it's uh, uh, parking, driving, anything. And this is why we have this stressful thing, this, this relationship between the police here, because they really aren't here serving the people. No. They're here serving the financial interests yeah. of the city. And when we change that objective of why they're actually out there, then we can help them change their behavior. There's that, then plus the extreme fear they have, because not only do they have weapons, but everybody else got weapons, so they're always on alert, always paranoid. It's really a mess. But we need to go to China and observe how a country with all those billions of people are able to still maintain peace without having everybody afraid all the time. Mm -hmm. And I think it, it, it is a cultural thing. I remember reading the, I, I was, uh, when I was riding public transportation in China, and it was, it was crowded, it's like, you know, wall of wall people, just like it is here on, on, on rush hour, you know, a bunch of people there, but nobody bothered anybody. Mm. No drama, nobody arguing, everybody you know, kind of just sitting, minding their own business, in their own little world. Sometimes they might have been their phone or read the paper or whatever, but it was silent. And I thought, wow, this is different. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, if you ride public transit, you got all kind of wild things going wild. on. Somebody hit something to somebody, somebody, you know, you scared, a fight may break out. There was none of that. Violence, peace. Everybody minding their own business. Mm -hmm. And a couple of times, and I, and I looked kind of confused, like I was trying to figure out how to work the machine and get the uh, transportation card and everything. And people would come over and help me. You know, if they didn't, if they didn't speak enough English, they'd find somebody who could. You know, one guy, he was trying to go on his phone app, be the translator app, and try to figure out how to explain it to me, but the words weren't coming out right. Oh. <laughs> so he went and got somebody who could speak English a little better and help me. But I, I found everybody helpful. There was... Probably because I was foreign, you know, obviously foreign. But there was a uh, there was a politeness, and one thing I'm gonna um, mention to the mayor, Mayor Brandon Johnson. Chicago is a world class city. We're supposed to be an international city. If I did not speak English, I would be totally lost coming into this airport because mm. they don't have anything translated in any other language other than English. 
you have too large a Chinese population. We should have everything translated in Spanish, Chinese, Arabic, and Polish, at least, because those are big populations here in Chicago. And if it's an international city, you cannot... You can't not have things translated in the languages that people speak. That doesn't make any sense. So I'm right. going to definitely speak them about that. Let's make this an international city. Thank you. Where people can yeah. come here and figure out how to get around. Because you'll be lost if you, and, and, and people aren't nice here. They don't help you if you look lost. They just let you wander around looking lost. <laughs> They're scared of everybody that's different. So we don't have that same level no, of where somebody will help you get to where you're going. The police... You know, they're hostile. So, I mean, we we have to change the culture in this city so that we are more welcoming because this is an international city. It is a, a, an international uh, stop-off for a lot of people who are coming from other countries. And there are a lot of the large Chinese population here. We should have information. Everything should be translated in, into those languages that people speak here. So. Yeah, I, I I totally agree. <clears throat> Not only just for tourists, but also for rest, residents oh, here. Absolutely. You know, there's a, we have a, like a sign for minor, you know, uh, minorities here um, yeah. from different country, and not every one of them are fluent in, in English. Right. I I just the other day, you know, Chinatown has a new uh, alderman, yeah. and she she sent up um, a newsletter in English, and I say. And I said, you know, why don't you send that in Chinese? You know, you just can't assume your constituency right. speak English, read English. Yeah, right. And I think the city should make an effort yeah. to do that, to translate uh, their the newsletters in different language. Yes, yeah, I agree. So that was, yeah, you're right. They just started doing it for the ballots. You know, when you go to vote, they just started doing it where they have it in other languages. Mm-hmm. That might just maybe like eight years ago. I'm not mm-hmm. sure which you know which person started that, but it, I mean it's long overdue because you know you got all these populations of people, and if you don't speak right. the language, I mean you really can't even vote yeah. unless you just go by you know somebody's photograph or right. number. No, there's no photograph, just number. So you just yeah. number. Right. And there's a lot of because I was involved in the election back in April about this and. Uh, it's, uh, we try to uh, rally a lot of Chinese uh, citizens, Chinese Americans coming to vote, and it's uh, it's not easy. And then you know we have different platforms. One is all in Chinese, one is all English. I think uh, the uh, I I definitely think your suggestion to uh, to the mayor uh, is good. It, we we need to make Chicago more international by teaching more languages, yes, you know, yes. right now majority in more languages, uh, more welcoming to the to the uh, tourists and to our residents too, yeah. you know, our, a lot of our residents do not speak uh, English either. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and you know, when someone comes uh, to another country and they're an adult, it's not as easy to learn a new language. It's, it's one thing when you're a child and you're still just, your brain is still kind of absorbing language. But when you're, like, in your 30s, 40s, 50s, it's not easy to suddenly be bilingual and, and learn a new language. And so people say, well, they shouldn't come here if they can't speak English. Well, a lot of people come here and they can't speak English. No, their children might grow up here, but they still are speaking their native language. So, you know, you, you can't penalize people for that. Because, I mean, how many of us are fluent in more than one language once we became an adult? We might have taken a class in high school. How many people even remember any of it? If you took Spanish or French, you might know three, four, 
phrases, but that's what you forgot it. Somebody using it, you know. So you can't right. expect an adult who who lives here and didn't learn English as a child to suddenly just catch on or be as fluent as they would need to be as a native speaker. Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, when we travel, a language is a big uh, <clears throat> barrier. But, so a lot of people feel like, oh, I, I can't travel overseas because I don't speak the local language. That's a fear. But I remember uh, when I was uh, in 95, I was in graduate school, I, I went to Mexico and Guatemala. And, uh, <clears throat> and um, I didn't speak a word in Spanish. <laughs> so, and then... And, and unfortunately, I was left alone and going to Guatemala on my own. Oh, wow. I, I went with a friend, then in the middle of the uh, trip, my friend had to leave, or go back uh, early. Oh, wow. So I decided to continue my trip to Guatemala all on my own wow. as a little chinita. You're, you're I took a the, <laughs> I, yeah. yeah, I was a daredevil. So I, and I, didn't, I was a poor student. I didn't have money. For my trip, the funny thing is, I have to borrow six hundred dollars from my bank to go my, to for my trip to Mexico and Guatemala. Wow! And and, and um, so I have no clue. I, I went with a friend and I left, and my friend had to leave early. Uh, we finished the trip in Mexico together, but then I took a train. Took, I took a bus from Mexico City to Guatemala City. It was 16 hours to the border from Mexico City to Guatemala uh, City uh, border, and then I missed my bus. Oh, I was a uh, chaotic. Oh, there was it was it was an adventure, and I um, and I didn't speak a word in Spanish, but I remembered to brought with me a phrase book. So I was kind of reading some of the phrase book and just know some basic words. Um, and uh, that's how I finished my trip in Guatemala. Wow. I, I met a Panadalo tourist, and I lost my luggage in the bus. Um, oh, yeah. my, my luggage was left in uh, in Guatemala City when I went to Tulum, so I was in Tulum without my luggage. Oh, so, <laughs> wow. And it was, was an adventure. Oh. oh, yeah. But I had a lot of, I, I, sometimes I love travel alone. What, do you, what did you like alone. most? What did you like most about Gua- what did you like most about Guatemala? That's the place I've always wanted to go to. Um, Antigua. Uh, that was the outside of Guatemala City. Guatemala City at that point, it was you know remember I was there in 1995. Um, the it was not very safe at that time. Um, I went to a, a sandwich shop. There, a guard with a machine gun by the door. Oh. But. <clears throat> But, uh, but, uh, whoa, 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 back up. Say that again. You said that. <laughs> you just. The uh-huh. security guards had a machine gun. <laughs> I thought that's what she said, but I just wanted yeah. to be sure. <laughs> yes. Wow. So, and, uh. Not, not a, not a pistol, but a no, machine, machine gun. gun. Yeah. That was 20 yeah, years ago. One. That was 95. Yeah, 95. I was there in 95. Yeah, I saw that when I went to Liberia, you know, the, the, the military on the street with the machine gun. I'm like, oh, my. Because I guess they just had a military coup not long before we went there. But, you know, there, you know, see, wow. even those, uh, in any country, 
there's spots that are actually um, quiet and peaceful. So what I heard is that Antigua is a very international uh, city. So I didn't stay in Guatemala City. I went straight to Antigua. I got on the bus. See, just using a free book. So when you were saying, you know, when people, uh, we, what would I suggest to people who want to make a, a trip to a, a country who do not speak English? Mm -hmm. Bring along a phrase book. Mm -hmm. yeah. Or, you know, now your phone. You know, yeah. before there was no phone. You, your phone, your cell phone has a, uh, in a phone, you know, maybe some, some apps that can help you translate. Yeah, right. And a lot of Chinese using that. Yeah. But that's what I did. And uh, so I used my limited Spanish to learn from the phrase book. Went to Antigua. And that was, it was beautiful mountain, and there was a very old uh, Spanish, uh, uh, like, square, very beautiful. Um, and I went to a village uh, across uh, a lake, and then uh, I went to a church, I remember. Uh, I didn't know any, didn't understand a word in that church, but uh, somehow I got information through my limited Spanish from the Facebook, that that village, uh, 800 population, mostly widows. Wow. Really? Where is this at? Uh, a, a, a town outside of uh, Antigua. Oh. Sounds like and the then, country in Africa where there, there's, I'm sorry, uh, Zoe, I just had to say this. Uh, I think they call it a brain fart in America. I have to say it before I forget it. The, the in Liberia, there's a country like that where only there's only women and they don't allow men in until it's time to mate to produce children. No, uh, the, the reason I didn't figure it out, I didn't know. You know, you know, '95, I only came to the United States for one year. I didn't know anything um, much about America. Wow. But what I find out when I was in Antigua that the reason they were all widows because there was an uprising. Oh. Of a peasant uprising. Oh. And the American backed uh, government force killed all the men oh. in the in the eighties. Oh wow. Horrible. Horrifying. Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. So then I from there, you know well, before I came to the United States, America it was glorified. Yeah. Okay? And then so, as a kid, I, I, as I, you know, stay in the United States, observe, when I go out of country and listen to, there's a lot of things that you don't know about it. Yeah. And people are not told, unless yeah. you go there and find out yeah. the truth yeah. from the people who been through themselves. Who are living there. Who live there, and then whatever the event was part of their life. Just like I said earlier, when people talk about the Beijing event in 1989, mm -hmm. only people who were there know what really happened. Wow. The media will not tell you the truth. The, the media, media is never. just one person's perspective. No, no, uh, I beg to differ. The, 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 the media is not one person, person's perspective. The media is a conglomerate of corporate heads who tell the media what to do because corporations own America. 
I learned I, I learned that working in the newsroom. I've been I've been preaching this since since the '90s. Nobody hears me, so now they are slowly the veil is slowly beginning to drop, and people are beginning to see that it's not one person. It's a whole. It's a it's a it's a, 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 a inclusive.
the continent of, of Africa is when you do when you, when you doing your work, keep your baby close to your heart or on your back. So I'm thinking to myself, with my with my Western mindset, they're so poor, they're so out of touch. I'm the one that's out of touch. And I'm thinking to myself, oh my goodness, look at what they're wearing. They're so they're so shabby. Well, at the time, I didn't know that there was a, a, a lack of resources available for them to purchase their own clothing. So they don't match nothing. You got an orange shirt and, and green or purple pants and just nothing matching. I didn't know that clothes were sold in bulk to the motherland. So when they come, they just grab whatever they can because they have nothing. And I'm thinking to myself, this poor lady and this poor baby, and it, I'm just having this conversation in my head, and something, and something said to me, at least she knows what tribe she's from. That's the thought that came in my head. So you, I, I had this feeling, and now I understand why when we travel abroad as Americans, that they because when I went to London before I got to Africa, and um, I, I couldn't, I was trying to order something to eat, and it wasn't coming out right, and somebody came to help me. And the, and the guy told the waiter, said, oh, she's from uh, from America, you know, just, just, just help her. And I was like, oh, okay, so what is that supposed to mean? I didn't. I mean, you don't know nothing. You don't know nothing, and you think you know everything, and you, you open it and you snooze. Yeah, yeah. That's, you that's the American. Uh, yeah, but you don't know that until you leave this country. You have right. to leave this exactly. country and see other parts of the world. Right. You know, my daughter just came back from Turkey. When she was over there, everybody thought she was French because, you know, that, that I guess a lot of French people have that complexion, you know, a little lighter brown complexion. And so, you know, they would come through, oh, bonjour. And, of course, she knows a couple of words of French. She'd go, bonjour. And then they start talking. And she would go, I don't know that much. I'm great. But, you know, she said when she explained to them she was American, and they, they were saying, but, but where are your, your people from? Because they knew she was from her, somewhere in Africa. And she said, well, you know, I'm African-American, but, you know, I don't know. And they were like, how, how come you don't know? And then, and then she was explaining the whole slave trade thing, which mm-hmm. a lot of people in the world don't know what know. happened. I have a clue. Like, oh, no, that's terrible. And so she was saying, well, see, this is why it can be very uh, kind of a hurtful thing when you ask an African-American where their people are from because we have not been allowed to know. You know, we were taken away forcibly and separated from our family. So we don't know what part of the continent we're from. And people would just be horrified because they didn't know. Yeah. And we always think everybody in the world knows. People don't know. I don't know we studied in school. They don't know. No. They don't know what happened to us who were here. And, and they don't, don't allow it in the school. It's the, the truth is not allowed in the school. Yeah, how will you know? So how would you know? I, and I didn't know. I mean, when I went to South Korea, they have this whole memorial. I know I've, I said before about the, you know, the, all the, the different wars because China and Japan were always fighting for control of South Korea. So they have centuries of warfare, and they, they were showing all the different weapons and, and all the different, you know, war machines and the, the war clothing and everything. But they they built that war memorial to remind people so they would choose to not go to war anymore because they've had centuries and centuries and centuries of killing. And that's really kind of where we're at now. I think in the world we have to find a way. We can all talk to each other through the Internet. we got to find a way to stop the nation from putting so much money into the military because it's America that's just keeping stuff going a lot of times, you know, instigating or or backing, like you say, you know, they will finance somebody else's yep. war, but look at the look at the outcome. 
a whole village of widows, no men. Wow. So, you know, we need to know where our tax dollars are going. Yeah. We're hoping to kill somewhere else. Yeah. It's our money that's being used for yes. that. So, you know, we have to take an active role in helping other countries not be overcome with American military. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I have to take a leave now. I'm so good to be yeah. on the uh, call with you guys. I had so much fun, and uh, we can schedule another time. Yes, we'd like to see you back in, what is it, June, July, August, September. Back to school. Is that, okay. that good? Okay, send me I can tell you about my trip to Haiti. Yes, 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 yes. And send me a postcard, too. Yes, I will. So thank you, Zoe, right. Ma. We appreciate you. Do I say fish? Thank you very much for, you know, having me on the, the on the program. And then I'll see you next time. All right, thank well, you. So we're going to do some, some deals with China and, and, and work out some of that import-export. Oh, you know, that's that's one thing. That's the reason I go to Haiti for. And I, I think I will talk to you later uh, because something... Um, about the solar. Oh. Okay. Yeah. But I will. I. 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 When I'm going to. Uh, that's part of the thing I want to talk with the people in Haiti. And then when I come back, I will talk to you. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Wonderful. Ciao. Bye bye. Hasta la bye bye. I forgot. I forgot how to say. Uh. Well, too too much for that. So so much for that. But wow. Yeah. It is 9:31. Thank you all so very much for. Uh, keeping us company here on the Female Solution. I hope I got all the calls from the switchboard uh, because the show is about to end. Uh, yeah, I did get all the calls. Baba Kwame, you still with us? You want to give us a, a closing thought? I'm, uh, uh, I'm, I'm, go ahead. I'm muted. Okay, and excellent show. And the thing that you're doing is it's opening the minds of the people that are tuned in being able to see that there's diversity on the planet and you can go be a part of that diversity, not being absent from it. Amen. And that's part Amen. of what, what you're doing is, you know, the whole Shakespeare said the whole world is a stage. And what they use in on most stages that they do to create the, the play is to put up what they call props. So what do they use to set up the stage of the world is the propaganda. Ah. The the thing in which information, and like you said, is controlled by the government. And Mm -hmm. so what they do is give you a miseducation because if they gave you truth, you know, the old saying is half lie is, I mean, half truth is a whole lie. And so what we have to begin to do is once you go and see for yourself, then you can make the decision in making choices to change. But once until then, you just take an informa- misinformation and taking it as truth when it's not the whole truth. All right. And there's nothing like the truth, and that's the truth, Ruth. And that's from Baba Kwame's son horse, who is not in Georgia. He's in Illinois now. Did you know that, Naima? Yeah, I didn't know. He, I know he was still here. I, I guess we do have to get together for him to go yes, back now. Yes, yes. We need to go. Was it so, so not so vegetarian? Um, what's our place on South Chicago? Mario, uh, say it again. Marjani's. have been there in a while. Yeah, we got to go there. It doesn't matter as long as some greens. I don't care where it is. Yeah. 
So thank you, Baba Kwame Sunhorse. We greatly appreciate you. And we have some, I have a comment here. I forgot about the uh, comments I got. Uh, Viata's Tiny Village says, traveling is the best education. You got that right. And also she says, awesome conversations. Thank us. Amen. And if you did not see the awesome conversation last night, on Soul Purpose Healing, O-M-G. You owe it to yourself. You see uh, Viata's Tiny House Village, but actually it was on Soul Purpose Healing. So go to Facebook.com, type in Soul Purpose Healing. Matter of fact, I'm going to pull it up for you while Naima gives us a closing thought. Mm. Well, you know, we are one great big world community. And you look at places like China with Billions of people. That is a nation where people are choosing to educate their children to prepare them for the future. They're teaching them the latest in technology. They're teaching them language skills. They're preparing them for the global society. What are we doing with our children? Are we preparing them to go abroad to understand other people's culture? to be of service because they have skills. What are we preparing for our children? Because the future is coming, and it belongs to those who are prepared. So let's get ready. And if you are not ready, you are going to be sadly disappointed. You're going to get left behind. It's just plain and simple. So in the meantime, in between time, I pulled up the Facebook page. Oops for, oops, 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 damn it. Uh, uh Uh-oh. Okay. Definitely awesome. Yes. There we go. Don't ask me how I did that. Okay, so I have the uh, Facebook page here. I'm oh oh oh, oh. that's how I got dis- disconnected. I, I accidentally hit the wrong one. I'm pulling up. Go to your Facebook uh, page and type in Soul Purpose Healing. Yesterday, last night, the conversation was. What was his name, Naima? Um, I can't remember his name. He is the founder. He was he founded Essence Magazine. Jonathan Blount, was it? Uh, amazing story this man had. Amazing story. And, I mean, yeah. all you had to do was talk. All you had to do was listen. Well, Welcome. I'm, I'm going to pull it up a little bit just so you can hear
Richard Corman, uh, who Magazine Development, and Andrew Heiko, who was chairman at the time. They didn't like Stingley Buff. So they created a scheme and said, okay, guys, we can't invest any money in you. He said, but they can't stop us from helping So we we'll so I just I want to stop that there because he told the story about how they paid for one company because you know black and white politics didn't mix back in the day. Uh, he told the story about how they wanted to do the printing for him. They couldn't they couldn't give him no money, but they could do the printing and the marketing and promotion. That is a gold mine. Printing, marketing, and promotion. They didn't have to pay him any money. Right. That alone. That alone. So go back and see the show, Soul Purpose Healing, from last night, and you will hear the story of how Essence Magazine got started. Mm. And Naima, uh, awesome conversation. Thank us, yes, Universal Spirits. Jonathan has an, an incredible memory for details. Yes, he does. It's like, how do you remember all that? Good Lord. Well, he lived it. That's how he remembers it. So go back and see that last night. Uh, I promise you it, it is a fascinating show. And I ask because... He's like Dick Gregory. Remember about Dick Gregory? All you got to do is put a microphone in him and he'll just talk. I mean, uh, Beata barely got a word in. If she didn't, <laughs> he was just a wealth of information. Yeah, all that information is out. Yes. And I applaud you, Beata, for that because you are not allowing him to take that information to the grave with him. Because, yes. Uh, I, I, I think she asked if, if somebody, I was like, we, we, I need to do a documentary on him. He's like, honey, that's already in the works. Uh, I was like, okay, good. Well, at least we got some of it here on The Female Solution. So thank you so much for sharing that. And thank you for sharing your day with us here on The Female Solution. We're on seven days a week, Monday through Friday, 7 till 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, and on Saturdays uh, from 12 noon until 2 p.m. Who's on this Saturday, Naima? Uh, Deborah is on Saturday. You know, she's on the road now, but she'll be back. She's traveling. Uh, yeah. She's Where is she? Where is she this morning? Well, I'm not sure where she is this morning. Okay, she, uh, she's somewhere where I want to be. That's all I know. Because <laughs> it was so cold in yesterday. Oh, my God, it was so cold. I was going to put a coat on. I'm like, this yeah, is you. I'm, this is the uh, uh, a, a bus full of women. So it's like a, a women tour on uh, you know, we, she's going to give us a story when she... Oh, no, you okay. didn't go and didn't take your sister. We could have been broadcasting live from all over the place. Deborah, <laughs> when you get back, the next trip, we going. Well, I don't care where you going, as long as there's some sun, we going. That's right. We're going. Yeah, so it's, so she's had, she's had an adventure for these last couple of weeks. So this Saturday, she'll be on, and um, she'll have a couple of guests who have been traveling, my family. But, you know, they've been all over the world, and... and I got to get my daughter to tell the cat story. I tell you about the cats in Turkey. It's just amazing. Oh, okay, yeah. I look for when. When is she going to be on the show? Uh, Saturday. Okay, this Saturday. Yeah. Already now. Our international travel. All right. I'm looking. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, Deborah always has a, a very interesting show anyway, because you never know what you're going to see on a traveling show. So I want to thank all of you. <laughs> For joining us here this morning on Monday Morning Mindfulness, be sure and tune in tomorrow morning for Jody Susan with Self Self Care. She always has a dynamite guest and a dynamite show, so you be sure and stay close. And we will see you back here tomorrow, and we'll do it all over again. Until then, stay on purpose, stay empowered, and stay tuned for your next Monday Morning Mindfulness and a show every day of the week. Thanks for sharing, and be sure and share this video.
Sharing is caring. Bye-bye. The Female Solution Global Radio TV Show invites you to an invigorating conversation with our team of hosts Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Time. Start your week with Monday Morning Mindfulness with Zelda Speaks. Tuesdays, Self-Care with Jody Susan. Wednesdays, Rip-